Steelers, start your engines! Yellow's out, yellow's out. Manager's about out wrecking him. Minty busted in her. What is up, everybody? It is currently Friday, March 4th. Welcome back to the show. The green flag is out. We're ready to roll three wide with DJG. How's it been going? It's going. I completely dropped the ball on this last Friday. I know we were planning on doing an episode last Friday because we didn't do it Daytona 500 weekend because both of us were extremely tired. Um, But yeah, it's been good. Uh, Just working. I've been trying to watch some racing in my free time, whenever it's on, if I catch it, or stuff like that. Keeping up with local track news as far as our local track. And, uh, yeah. What about you? Working. Um, well, and then, you know, I got accepted to the University of Northern Ohio to study motorsports marketing. So Congratulations, I'm getting ready. by Thank the you. way. Thank you. So I'm getting prepared to go back to school. Um uh, and get a degree in, in the industry that uh, I love. So I'm excited. Um, I also dropped the ball on that, so it's not your fault. <laughs> um, so I guess just to jump right in uh, today's show, uh, we had some more uh, driver announcements um, that we wanted to cover. So Thor Sport announced that Ty Majeski would pilot their truck entry um, for the 2022 season. Um I love Ty Majeski. I do too. He's a great guy, and I think it's cool to see somebody who we've watched race in, in super late models. Um, He's also catch that break. really, 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 good. really good on iRacing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just it's cool all around to see somebody who obviously deserves it, who has the talent, um, finally catch a break and and really prove. I mean, of course, he's raced in trucks before, but to to have a full time uh ride is is a pretty cool i also think thor sport's probably my favorite truck team mm-hmm. a little bias there because <laughs> someone i'm friends with literally works for thor sport so um one of the main reasons i liked them was because they're a ford team now they're a toyota team so you know whatever but um they're pretty dominant i feel like uh adding time majeski to their roster is just gonna make them even more lethal right um yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for him. Uh, I think the two or the one truck race we've watched so far, they didn't race last weekend, but it was pretty good. I'm looking forward to watching them tonight, actually. And uh, it's Vegas, right? Yep. Watching the trucks at Vegas tonight. Is Kyle Busch racing tonight? I think he is. Um, I haven't been following a lot of. Uh, I, I'm not sure. But I would uh, say yes. <clears throat> I will be rooting for. Uh, the winner of last week's race, uh, Zane Smith, who yes, who uh, we talked about, got a uh, ride at Front Row Motorsports replacing Todd, Toddy G. Toddy G. And uh, I was hopeful that he would finish well. Um, so to see him go on and win the race at Daytona, the season opener uh, for Front Row Motorsports, is, it's a, a pretty cool uh, sight to see for sure. So I also want to just kind of throw this out that Daytona was kind of the first the first time we actually got to see the next gen cup cars in action you know we had the had the duels which whatever but got getting to see a full full race in the 
next gen cup car. Um, pretty cool. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Not going to lie. And even going back to last week at Fontana, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, the racing was just all around been good. Um, I know a lot of guys last week had a lot of issues driving these cars. Um, Chase Elliott spun in qualifying. Uh, Kevin Harvick wrecked his car. Bubba Wallace. Ross Chastain hit the wall really hard. Yeah, so I didn't get to see <clears throat> the racing at Fontana, um, but I did see that wreck, and that was a brutal hit. And you got to keep in mind, this was all before. This was right. practice and qualifying. So, um, but the race was the race was really good. I do want to throw in, too, um, because you mentioned Kevin Harvick's wreck, that they were speculating, they being uh, people that cover racing, were speculating that he would have to go to a backup car, and I believe there was actually a picture of them pulling that backup car out of the trailer, um, and it was a backup car because the the um, supply shortage and all that, um, <clears throat> it was one of their uh, backup cars for any of their drivers who needed it. Um and they were speculating that they would have to go to a backup car. I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, and you can quote me on this, that they actually ended up repairing his car that he he had wrecked in um, practice or qualifying or whatever, whenever he wrecked. I do believe you are correct. And it like took like six hours to repair, but they said it, that it was like, uh, I guess logistically speaking, it was better for them to do that instead of trying to, prepare a backup car that really didn't right. have all the equipment that it needed and to get his seat put in. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was a tweet somewhere that said that his car ran just as good as it did before it was wrecked. So um, I'm kind of pleased to see that. Uh, I mean, obviously we saw a little hint of it um, during preseason when they were testing and um, Austin Dillon had, had put his car in the wall and they took the car from the track and brought it back that same night. Um, so to really see how fast these cars can be repaired um, is pretty cool. So it's keeping up that promise. Um, you almost got to feel like it, the, the, that time is going to decrease as the season goes on. Right. And these teams get used to making these fixes rather quickly. You know, practice makes perfect. Right. Obviously, that's not something you want to practice, but it's something you have to practice. Right. Um. So I would like to think that, that that repair time will go down quite a bit as the season goes on. Um, I also want to say, you know, you and I had talked about the crash testing of these cars and how the rumor mill was that the test dummies <laughs> were dying. And, yeah. And then seeing Justin Haley hit the inside wall at the clash, and it absolutely tore up his car. You know, you had your speculations about the safety of these vehicles, which – you know, from what we saw was very, it was warranted, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think one, well, actually, I got a couple points here that I'm going to bring up about it. The So, Joey Logano during the duels hit the wall mm-hmm. pretty good. It held up. Uh, something that scared me was when uh, Harrison Burton early in the Daytona 500, got sideways, and the car flipped. And I was like, man. I was like, the whole point, like, part of the point of these cars was to help keep them on the ground. Right. And I was like, he just barely, like, he got sideways, and the moment any sort of air caught the rear end, he just went up and over. But. Well, I think he also had a little bit, like, the slightest contact with another car, but 
but to your point, I mean, it was, I was definitely concerned to see that because I'm like, I was like, like you said, it looked like it flipped away too easy. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about that and it, it was concerning. Um, cause like you said, the, the whole point, not the whole point, but a major part Local of, uh, of these cars is to reduce the likelihood of them going over and, and for him to blow over what seemed like to be pretty easy. I mean, it was, it was a little concerning, but, um, I think my concerns have kind of eased up watching obviously the racing at Daytona. I didn't get to watch a lot of it at Fontana, but well, I was going to say that <clears throat> if you, did you see the video of Ross Chastain's wreck? Yeah. So like he's kind of coming around the turn. It looks like the rear end steps out on him a little bit. He goes to save it and it just snaps right back and he went right into the wall. He hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, <clears throat> I think that that kind of eased my mind about it a little bit i was like okay he hit the wall really hard he's fine you know the car had some damage obviously that's gonna happen but right that he didn't die <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh since we're talking about the next gens for a minute um did you see the i don't want to say controversy but that's the word i'll use around the tires going flat and then like the cars yeah you know, so like drive if, a, away. if a tire if like a rear tire goes flat or something the car's stuck yeah um yeah i think they're trying i think nascar's trying to come up with a solution for that now i don't know what that is a lot of people are talking about trying to add an inner liner mm-hmm. but you i don't think there's not room for it because these the wheels and tires this year are much bigger right so because of the size of everything there's not room for it right i i knew that was kind of like the suggestion going around for obvious reasons but um i just thought it was funny to to, you know uh a lot of people like us were talking about the safety of these cars and then all of a sudden that (laughs) that focus shifts to why can't cars drive away after a tire goes flat um but obviously with new equipment (laughs) speaking of trying to drive away after an accident i don't know if you saw but Harrison Burton, after he flipped at Daytona, tried to drive away from it after it landed back on all four. I didn't notice that during the race coverage. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, because Fox, but... Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, but I did see a tweet uh, shortly thereafter. I thought that was... I mean, that's what a racer's got to do. I mean, Pay for he, effort. He, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, but I, as I was saying, you know, with new equipment... Uh, for their testing and and of course they're going to continue making improvements on these cars so um i'm hopeful that that issue gets resolved pretty quickly um the next driver announcement um i'm happy to see uh ryan newman uh is is staying in racing although it's not in a nascar series uh he has said that he will continue racing in dirt um and i believe i saw something on social media of him at a dirt race uh a few weeks ago or whatever, but well, he, he plays a big role in the, the driven to save lives thing. Yeah. Direct, and they, they sponsor a lot of dirt cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good to see him staying, you know, in racing, not necessarily, like you said, not a NASCAR series or anything like that, but it's still racing. Right. Although I was a little surprised that he didn't, get a chance to return to the cup series um and then you know two other big driver announcements uh Haley Deegan and Tony Stewart um Tony Stewart for obvious reasons but 
they both will, re- will be returning to the Stewart Racing Experience. Um, and I know that the series has been doing a really good job at reaching out with fans and kind of gauging where the interest lies and what track would you like to see us at this year? Get them to Winchester. I freaking hope so, dude. <laughs> Watching those go around Winchester, I think, would be one of the best races. Winchester, Anderson, even. Yeah, Mount Lawn. Why not? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of Haley Deegan, I just want to give Dakota a quick shout out. I uh, was over at his house for the Daytona 500, and he handed me a box. He's like, "Hey, this I, this is for you." So I open it up, and he got me a diecast Haley Deegan truck uh, that has the signed windshield on it. So shout out to Dakota for that appreciate it not a problem it was his birthday gift but <laughs> sorry that sound from like vine came up where he, you brought me a birthday gift on my birthday for my birthday whatever <laughs> anyway it was a birthday gift but um it was a pre-order die cast and they take months to make so um you're very welcome um a little bit of fun news here <laughs> yeah. uh, not necessarily racing related, but it is related to a race car driver, former race car driver, current, I, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Tony Stewart's house in Columbus is on the market. And I'm sure if you're on social media, you have seen it because everybody and their brother has shared uh, all the images of this house. It's like 400 acres or something like that. Uh, it's something crazy. It's for sale for $30 million. And Cash it, only. <laughs> If if you see the picture, if you haven't seen the pictures yet, and you have a chance to do it, it literally looks like a Bass Pro Shops. Uh, he's also got a race car, a whole full-size race car on the wall with like a billion helmets. It's got a bowling alley in it, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a beautiful home. Um, Columbus uh, is pretty nice, the parts I've been in. Um, I don't have $30 million cash in hand. best I can do is five. <laughs> the best I can do is a 2016 Honda Civic and maybe <laughs> a decent gaming PC. Um, but it is a pretty house, and uh, I would like to go ahead and congratulate whoever can get their hands on it. But I don't know how I would... F- you know, we were talking about it before we started, about people saying they didn't want to live in a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shops. I, I think it's a beautiful home. I don't know... Um, if the aesthetic of having a giant ass fish tank in my living Bro, room is my, my, it's got a waterfall. <laughs> on it. I would fall asleep so easy. Yeah. I don't know. The land would be nice, but and it's all like, it looks like log cabin. Like it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, not really <laughs> racing related, but a little bit of fun, fun news. But if you are on social media, I, I, uh, I would suggest following it because there are if, some pretty funny... If anybody out there feels compelled to give me a small loan of $30 million, I will be forever in your debt. Yeah, we Literally, could bring you on the show. I will never make $30 million in my life. I barely make $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next big topic that we really wanted to talk about um, was the creation of the driver's adverse... Excuse me. Driver's advisory council uh it was a group of nascar drivers and the goal of this is to improve communication with nascar addressing driver concerns and assisting in the growth of stock car racing 
Um, Jeff Burton is going to be serving as the director and is said to be, and I quote, go between for drivers and other parts of the industry. Um, drivers who will be sitting on this council include Kurt Busch, Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Corey LaJoy, Joey Logano, Kyle Petty, and Daniel Suarez. Um, they will be serving as the council's board of directors. Um, <laughs> apologies. <Time's up. laughs> uh, um, I don't have a lot of opinions on this. I think it is warranted. Um, I know there was, uh, maybe not uh, disregard, but I think it's a good idea. Um, I think this was probably um, rushed in a way um, during the development of Next Gen, and then there there was the rumors of Crash Test Tummies dying. And um, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but I know there were some drivers who may have had some concerns with the new car. Um so I think this is a good thing. Um, it'd be nice to, obviously it says uh, that Jeff Burton will serve as the go, go between for drivers and other parts of the industry. I think NASCAR, and, and we've talked about this with short track racing before, um, is really including fans more and, and really gauge what they expect when they go to a racetrack or how can we improve and increase fan engagement um, and, and things like that. People will go where they feel important, I guess, so to speak. So, like, if if a racetrack or not necessarily a racetrack or a series makes their fans feel super appreciated and, like, you know, it, they make it a, I don't know what, I don't know what term I'm looking for here. Make it, make it a huge point to, like, reach out to their fans and, you know, listen to their fans and, like, Stuff like that. People will continue to go. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked about it before also where it's like Formula. Oh, my gosh. I cannot talk today. <laughs> Formula One, you know, had their Netflix series and that increased. They saw a huge increase in fans uh, going to races and things like that. I would love for NASCAR to have something like that to compete with that and also increase their fan engagement. But, you know, we've talked about it with Winchester, for example, and, and local tracks like that where you know, are they offering enough for fans to kind of get their worthwhile by going? And I think, I think even providing basic, like Travis Braden said, that's, that's where I was, you know, go providing basic amenities and, and things to do outside of the track instead of just going and watching a race. And then that's it. You know what I mean? So I think Winchester does an okay job of it. Like, oh yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what year it was, but one year they had, like, the simulators set up underneath the grandstands and stuff like that. But, you know, going back to what Travis said, talking about, you know, bathrooms. Like, there's no reason for a track to you be going to a bathroom in a trough, basically. <laughs> like, there's no reason for that now. Right. Uh, just little things like that I think tracks might overlook. I know money is a thing. That kind of hinders a lot of it, but, you know, getting people there. I know Winchester's a big event anyway. Like, the grandstands are always full. Right. So, I think that's why they're not doing anything, because, like, at this point, people are going to be there regardless of what they do. Right. But, I mean, to kind of not counter that, but, like, I feel like there is things to do for people that go. Like, I know they had, like, the walk, the rock climbing wall um off to the side they had like a little fan area and then obviously like their big thing is the uh autograph session 
Um, but like tracks like Mount Lawn and Anderson, for example, don't have anything. We, Do they need it? Have, Probably not. We have the but, autograph session once a year. Yeah. But like, I mean, like, could but, they, I guess my question, I mean, I'm getting off topic now, but my question is, do you think that <clears throat> tracks like Mount Lawn and Anderson could step up their their game when it comes to? I think Anderson for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't see Mount Lawn necessarily needing it because there's yeah. not like a big series that comes there or anything. Like they do stuff for the kids on the week, you know, every week or whatever. Like they give away bikes and stuff like that. And then maybe for like the the rain tree or something, it'd be cool to let, which that's the rain tree weekends when they pull out all the cars on the track, correct? I think so. I think so. I could be wrong, but I think, I think that's cool. But I think Anderson, it should be more of a focal point for Anderson than Mount Wong. Mm-hmm. Until, which listening to the Facebook live, they're, uh, they want to do some big things with Mount Lawn, you know, like races that pay out $20,000, which if it ever gets there, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I don't know. I Anyway, uh, I think this uh, formation of this new group is, is definitely warranted. It's definitely needed, and I hope that maybe in the long run it helps NASCAR kind of boost what they have now and and obviously they're looking towards the future so hopefully being a leader in in going into the future also want to give a quick shout out to daniel suarez he ran super super well last week yeah it was very impressive yeah i did see he finished in the top five correct i believe yeah yeah i did see that so i thought that was pretty cool also so mm. shout out to daniel i was thinking of the daytona 500 I forget who was up there with him, but it was Ricky Stenhouse and someone else was up front. And you and I at the same time were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, that, that the the finish of the Daytona 500 this year was pretty cool. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was pretty pleased. Absolutely. I will let you talk about these next two topics because I have. I really don't know a whole lot. I, you know, we talked or we have super late models in New Smyrna, uh, Florida Speed Weeks. Um, really, I didn't watch any of it. I kind of paid more attention to Facebook, little updates here and there. Uh, but Bubba Pollard ran pretty well. Steven Nassi ran pretty well. Uh, I believe they both ended up getting at least one win throughout that. So uh, getting a solid start to their 2022 season. Um, I know at some point both of them had issues of some point. I want to say Nassi had to replace a motor. I could be wrong, but, um, and then there's a guy that's running with Nassi in the pro lates. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but he seems like he's dominating. He is kicking butt, man. And, uh, don't quote me on this cause I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they said it was like one of his like first races in a pro late model. That I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw it somewhere. I'll share it on social media if, if I find it. But He won a couple <clears> times. Yeah. I mean, he was dominating. And then I was watching. I didn't I didn't pay much attention. I just kind of turned it on and was like, 
kind of looking at it while I was playing video games or something. But uh, modifieds, mm-hmm. I think they they were starting with like thirty some modifieds on the track. I'm like, that is insane. That's man. crazy. It's like each night there's like thirty cars on the track starting. It was pretty wicked. Uh, but you know, it's really nice to have race season back underway. I told you. I told you because uh, not to get off topic, but when well, do people know that you're? I don't remember if we've ever talked about your racing. The people that need to know know. Like okay, I, like I, I literally posted the, the Mount Lawn schedule on Facebook. I was like, well, I have until this time to get my car ready. Okay, so I mean, some people know, so it's okay if I talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, <clears throat> so Jarrett was concerned. Rightfully so, that he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be ready by then. Or, I still or something. think I'm going to be ready Well, I thought at one point you were like, oh, I have time or something. Or, or no, you were talking about how you couldn't wait. And I was like, don't rush it, my guy, because it's going to get here before you know it. And sure enough, we got, what, like a month or two before? Uh, it's what, May 15th is the first race? Yeah, so we got... But I was like, well, I really want to be ready for that race. But mm-hmm. if I'm not, I'm not going to be super upset. One... Because after watching our tracks Facebook Live on Tuesday, there's going to be like 80 Crown Vicks supposedly out there. And I don't want to take my car out there with it being my very first time on the track yeah. with other vehicles and have 79 other guys I'm racing against <laughs> <That> <laughs> trying is, to get in the feature. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. So if, I, if I'm not ready by that date, it'll give me a chance to go to the track and see kind of who's there what I have to look forward to, how many, I can get a number in my head of how many times I'm going to have to completely rebuild the car this season. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then again, if I don't make the first race, I have like a whole another month until we race again at Mount Lawn. So if I don't make the first race, I'm not going to be super, super upset. Plus that means I can go help Dakota. Yeah. I, I can't lie. Me and my dad talked about this. Um, and we both agreed that we would feel bad if you weren't able to make the first one just because uh, I won't get into the reasons why we brought up. But I it would suck not to see you because I know how that feels. Uh, you know, I uh, when I first got into racing, uh, I had spent all my money to buy a race car, so I didn't even get to race that one. So that sucked. And I know I, anyway, I know the feeling I wrecked my car out there uh, the year before or whatever last year, whenever. And uh not being able to race sucked. I hated it, but, um, I, but I, but in the, but in the same sentence, I would say that if you don't make it out, at least you get to gauge what you're dealing with, and I think that is, uh, awesome to be able to do to kind of see you know who's all out here, how are they going to race. If if there wasn't talks of how it like like so if we were watching, I was I rewatched it because I didn't watch it when it was live. I went back yesterday at work and watched it and. uh there was people on there commenting like, "Oh, we have five crown Vicks." That's what that like, said. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, I'm like, there's like three or four people that are bringing multiple cars. So between these three groups of mm-hmm. people, there's already 15 cars." Yeah. So I was like, "That's not counting all the other people I know that have crown Vicks." Yeah. So I'm just like, man, if I, I'm not gonna be too butthurt if I don't make this first race and. It may come down to I have the car ready and I'm like I'm not going this week. I want to figure <laughs> out. I want to watch this week's demo derby before I'm like, yeah. I'm afraid that's what's going to be. I mean, you know, I'm thankful that I didn't get a Crown Vic. You know, Dad's like, oh, you should jump up. You should. I you still know. think you should. I don't think so. I think. 
I, I that's like I see it in your group too. I think my group tends to race cleaner and they're more yeah. uh, aware of. I now that you guys that they set like the time, the cutoff time, and that stuff when they split it up in like A and B. Yes, yeah. when it was just all y'all out on the track, and no way in hell would I agree with that. Statement. So I guess it's just because I'm so slow and I'm usually not around everybody else that the dude literally ramped over your left rear and blamed it on you like i don't (laughs) and guess who still apologized for it (laughs) yeah i mean that was dumb but he climbed the dakota's left rear to pass three wide on a green flag like on a restart wasn't it it was a restart i was i started like in the i don't know if it was the first or second row but typically i go to the outside um because I just don't want any part of like the fast cars are always behind us and um they will get to the front by whatever means. Yeah, necessary. and so it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna race them for. I mean, they're faster than me. I'm not gonna put up a fight. Uh, I'll still get a decent finish. Um, and so I was going to the outside, and he if he had waited, he could have got around me in the turn. Keep and in mind, they're still on the front stretch from when the green flag dropped, like five feet from the fucking start line. It was yeah. it, it was ridiculous and. He took me three wide, so it was somebody on my inside, I was in the middle, and then he was on the outside, and he, like, cuts me off, or chops me off or whatever, and hits my right front fender. Was it? I thought he went over your rear. Oh, no, no. it was his rear that yeah. went over. So his rear ran over the front of my car, and then he got turned around or whatever, and then he backed his car up into mine and doored me, so whatever. <laughs> um but anyway, um, so now I guess we can jump into Daytona 500 post-race. Um, I did want to start with the biggest news of the night, obviously. Um, not Sunday, but Saturday was uh, Maya Snyder's horrific accident. Um, you, I wasn't even uh, watching the race at the time. That you it was Hunter. brutal. So Dakota, Hunter, and I have a group chat on Snapchat. And I I get a message from Dakota and he was like, Oh my god and then the hunter was like, I d I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. And I was like, What happened? So I pulled it up and I rewind like fifteen seconds. I literally opened up YouTube T V as it happened. Like as it was ending. And so I got to rewind back to it and I watched it and I was like Wow. And the more I watched it, I was like my eyes just were like I was like, I don't know what I just saw. Like, he hit the catch fence. It ripped the engine out. The whole rear end of it was gone. I saw there's a picture of it on a flatbed after the fact. But Mm -hmm. ripped, like, 200 foot of catch fence down or something like that. Bent poles. And there was part of the front suspension, was it, that was lodged in their team bus. That was on, like, on the opposite side, like, on the outside of the track. Yeah. It was... Cause I was watching it at work <clears throat> and so I was at, I was at my, my desk, if you will. And, and, uh, I was watching it or whatever and the camera like panned out or whatever. And so it looked like the, the cabin was like in the fence. And I was like, Holy shit, this kid just died. I don't know who it was. And they showed the replay and everything. First of all, thankful that he, um, was able to, uh, get out of the car uh, under his own power. What uh, blew my mind was that, like, 
the car stopped and the window net just popped out, popped down, and he crawled out. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, I mean, like you said, it uh, ripped the front end out, ripped the back end out. The engine uh, went tumbling, and uh, didn't someone hit the engine? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I don't remember who it was, but I I do remember seeing that. Um, Basically, the only thing that wasn't touched was. Like, where he was sitting in the driver's side door. Everything else was, like... Yeah, and he had tweeted something like, uh, like you said, the only thing that wasn't, that didn't have any sort of damage was, like, uh, where he sits, and then there was, like, a... Uh, I think he had a Bible verse on yeah, the driver's side door. and it, it, it wasn't touched. I was like, that's lucky, kid. Like, it was brutal. Yeah. And I hated seeing that happen. Um, And then, like you said... Uh, Harrison Burton went uh, over um, early, early in the race. Um, so that 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 uh, that sucked for Harrison. Um, but I hope he he uh, has better results this week. Um, and then finally, the finish. I mean, what did you think about it? I think it was really good. Um, I mean, it wasn't like they were crashing coming to the line or anything like. Anything like we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think a lot of that has to do with the parts shortage and struggling to get cars put together and stuff like that. Because, you know. Um, but I, I I texted Hunter and Dakota after qualifying at Fontana. I said, I'm calling it now. Austin Cendrick wins the championship this year. <laughs> Rookie in the Cup Series. Wins Daytona 500 and then qualifies on the pole at Fontana. Um, but I think his cup series debut, uh, was a good welcome and it was on his team owner's birthday. Yeah. So pretty good birthday present there. Um, and then kept the momentum rolling into Fontana with qualifying. I don't remember where he finished, but, um, Fontana was a good race. Lots of action. Uh, they did kind of get spread out just a little bit, but. The last couple restarts were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I guess to make a quick point about Austin Cendrick and, and championship, I think he's definitely a contender. Um, obviously, he's with Penske. Uh, I think I think he is a threat to, to uh, win the championship and a threat to other drivers. The crazy thing, though, is, is it like, I know we're getting ready to talk about post-race at Fontana and stuff like that. But uh, Daniel Suarez finishing up, you know, he ran up towards the top for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, no, that was Xfinity, never mind. But um, I just think that having this new car, it allow, like, we, like we thought, it's kind of like it gives a lot of these guys – a competitive advantage, you know, they're not, everybody's on a more level playing field, and it's allowing some of these guys that we don't normally see running up in front, run up front. Right. Or towards the front, at least. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure at Daytona, again, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure at one point, BJ McLeod was running, you know, higher than than normal. And and Chris Buescher was up there. Chris Buescher, Kaz Grala, you know, made it in during the uh uh duels 
and uh i mean a bunch of names that we normally don't see even noah gregson was running really well yeah until he got involved in a wreck you know i know noah gregson's an xfinity a well-known xfinity driver but the group that he was running for only runs the super speedway races mm-hmm. for whatever reason i don't know if they just have i think it's money probably i know but like why super speedways <laughs> good question <laughs> of all type of tracks like oh we're only gonna run super speedways sounds like a hunter on iRacing. racing <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah but just a lot of guys that you know if we were in the old cars you're like well you don't belong here I think that... Well, I mean, even to make that point, too, I mean, Toddy G, it mm-hmm. was his first race, besides yep. the Clash, and he ran w- well yep. all night until he was involved in a wreck. I mean, so to see somebody, you know, because I had concerns about him jumping up to, to the Cup Series with little experience outside of trucks, but, I mean, he did a hell of a job in his first race, so, I mean, uh, I think it it's holding up that end of, of things, too, you know, giving teams a... Uh, equal or even playing field um so i'm excited to see how that continues on throughout the season and and hell maybe we'll have people that we never would have considered running for a championship this year i think it'd be cool oh yeah absolutely you know a lot of these guys are like oh well i'll never get there i think this car gives them an opportunity to get there yeah and you know it's early people still haven't quite figured everything out so you might as well take advantage of it now you know, it's a lot more of you adapting to the car rather than the you know, like your team changing the car to your how you drive. Like, obviously, there's the normal racing things you can do, but no one's really found that secret. Or you know right, I mean? no one's really figured it out. That's like, oh, no one else knows what the what we're doing here. Right. Well, I mean, since we're talking about it, and you and you mentioned teams and things. Um, uh Pinsky and RFK RFK um were inve- investigated at the, at, after the duels they had their wheels confiscated because basically they're, they're not supposed to alter any parts like that and they did uh basically they made the well like they made some of the the hole bigger so it went on and off like when they were changing tires, and it was some sort of safety concern. I don't know what what the deal was behind that. Um, but apparently they tried to contact NASCAR about the issue prior to the duels, and NASCAR never said anything, so they did it anyway. And then after the duels, they had the wheels confiscated, and they sent them off. And, um, you know, even Brad was like, well, we're not denying it. They did it. And I don't think any penalties were given for it i don't think so and i think nascar said that they would um look further into it or something to determine if those changes were necessary um or they had already made it a made a uh, decision on that but. And of course nascar twitter threw a fit about it because it wasn't their driver or something like that well know? they also said i think some people because i know they mentioned it in the broadcast that well they only won the duels because of these altercations and, and the, I don't, uh, I don't think that's the case at all. No. in the, in the, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the broadcast said, you know, those altercations would not have, um, 
made their cars perform any better than anybody else. I mean, they won. They may have sped up pit stops, but at that point, it's not. You're pack racing. If you only have two or so cars in a draft after a pit stop, like, you're still dead in the water. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'll let you speak a little bit about Fontana post-race because I wasn't able to watch most of it, but... Uh, so I watched it while Chance and I were playing a new game, um, but uh, the it was there was action going on the whole time. It wasn't like you know people racing hard or anything like that. It was just people making moves, passing, moving around the track to find grip. Blah 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 blah. You know, typical typical race race things. Uh, and then it got down to like the last eight or ten laps. Kyle Larson ended up out front. Whatever. Um, Chase Elliott had actually broken something in his car earlier in the day. They fixed it, got back out, and he was running up towards the front. So Kyle Larson was battling Joey Logano for the lead. They were door-to-door, and they were on the bottom of the track, on the straight. And uh, so Chase made a run on the outside. Well, Larson went up and put Chase in the wall, and it broke uh, whatever it was in the rear end again. And uh, as you can imagine, they're teammates. There's a little bit of drama there. You know, all the all of Chase's Elliott fans were upset. As if you watched it, you were like, okay, he did that on purpose. Like, it looked 100% like you're it not looked bad. It looked bad. It looked really bad. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm a Kyle Larson fan, so, like, you can say what, you know, whatever. I like Kyle Larson. Um, it, he said that. He had no idea Elliot was there. And obviously people were like, well, you have mirrors. Use them, you idiot. Well, if you're driving door-to-door with someone right next to you, like, the mirror is, I think, the least of your concern. Yeah. You're trying not, like, you're side drafting. You're trying not to make contact, right? So, uh, Larson was like, I'm sorry, I didn't see him, blah, 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 blah. Chase Elliot threw a fit. Uh, we're going to play that, uh, play his radio for you here in a second so i'm gonna apologize in advance for the language because chase was very upset but uh later on later on um kyle spotter came out on twitter and was like that's this is my fault it has nothing to do with kyle i didn't tell him chase was there that was the least of our worries at the time blah 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 blah. he's like this is all on me not on kyle so um i don't know if that was just a cover Kyle's butt type deal or if it was an a legit honest mistake that he was admitting but right either way Kyle Larson kind of picked back up right where he left off winning getting his first cup win of 2022 so yeah. I mean he's on he's on he's uh he's on fire but I will say though it wasn't well he had he ended up getting a, like a two second lead, and then Chase Elliott spun out. Whether that was on purpose or not, I want to say it was because if you saw the video, you can see his white gloves in the car, and it it looks like it might have been on purpose. But I did see that his rear end was a little messed up, so I'm yeah. going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, so that kind of that took Larson's lead away, and then those those last couple restarts were great. I mean, they were just it was good. Good battling for the last couple laps. Yeah. I didn't get to see the racing, but I did see the the big stories. Uh, you know, <laughs> Chase Elliott allegedly spinning um, to bring out a caution, and then obviously what we're about to play. So 
I will go ahead and play the in-car audio. Um, again, apologies for any uh, language. Hang on. Stupid motherfucker! Cool, five. He's a fucking idiot. Outside. Another one outside here. Fucking broke again. Piece of shit, motherfucker. God damn it! Uh, Chase Elliott was very pissed. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, it's a teammate, and and he was running up front, wasn't he? Yeah, he ended yeah, up getting so, the car back up to the front after. Like, I think he, I don't know if he was making a pass to get a lap back, or if he was making a pass to go to the lead. I, right. I don't know, but and like, if people had been doing it all day, where you're side drafting down the front stretch, and Larson was just separating to get better corner entry. Mm-hmm. I get that. It just it looked it looked really bad. And I think I told Hunter about it because he had talked to me about it. I was like, of course I'd be pissed off if a teammate did that to me. You know, regardless yeah. if if it was an accident or not, I'd still be pissed. But uh, I did want to ask, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about it, but uh, do you think this will be a continuing issue or do you think they'll nip it in the bud right away? I think they nip it. I don't, I think it's too early in the season to let something like that affect how everything goes for the remainder of the season. Plus, I think teammate drama is bad. You know, if the Kevin Harvick Chase Elliott <laughs> thing picks back up, I'm all for it. But um, I think having that between teammates isn't isn't good. Yeah. And I don't think that Rick Hendrick will let that happen. Or Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon will sit him down and be like, listen here, time out. <laughs> yeah. I definitely uh, would agree with that. I, I would hope that a team owner, regardless if it was Hendrick or, or, or Jeff Gordon in this case, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sat down and said, you know, like, we cannot let this continue. You know, get your shit together, get a grip, whatever. Ooh, I don't know if you know this or not, and I didn't know this. Uh, I, the only reason I know this is because I watched the race on Sunday is the cars that they ran last week are going to be the same exact cars that they run this week. They literally had so many hours uh, after the race to do repairs on them, and then they locked them up, and they sent them to... Uh, Vegas. Um, is this considered the West Coast swing? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I thought that's how it was going to be. Um, because typically, to my knowledge, the teams have transporters that will go from the shop, bring their their cars for whatever the track is next coming up. They'll switch. They'll do a switch and then take those cars that they had raced the previous weekend back. Um, I'm assuming with the supply shortage and all that good stuff. They're going to make them run the stuff. same exact car. They're going to make them run the same exact car. They'll let them do whatever repairs, and then it's off to the next track instead of doing the swap. I'm sure so. they're like super speedway cars, like that, you know, take the super speedway car back, you have this one ready. But right. this one, like last race and this race is the same car, so anybody that uh, had to go to a backup car is automatically has to start in the back, I believe, or any sort of major repairs, I want to say. Uh, that would be interesting. I don't know exactly how all that's working. I saw something about it on Twitter that mentioned it, at least for as far as Xfinity went, who all had backups and who all had major changes. And I don't know if it stated that they had to start in the rear or anything like that. But right. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Very. Um, we we touched base on this. Uh, the next stuff we're getting into is, uh, well, first of all, before we jump into the local track and what we want to do um real quickly 
if y'all don't know, which if you don't know, uh, sorry, uh, there's a major conflict going on in the world between um, a country and another, and uh, Russia and Ukraine and everybody and everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to go too much into it, but uh, Richard Childress, who sits on the board of a uh, uh, ammunition manufacturer, I believe, uh, has pledged that they will send a million rounds of ammunition um, to to Ukraine so that their military and, and their fighters can um, can fight and, and have the resources to do so. Um, God bless him. That's all I got to say. Uh, Rick Hendrick actually did something. They are donating like 200, it's like 200,000 or 250,000 towards something. And then an extra X amount for every lap that, uh, uh, Hendrick Motorsports driver. So much money for every lap that a Hendrick Motorsport driver leads. All right. This well, weekend. God bless them all. Right. You know, God bless, God bless us all, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, that's a, it's amazing to see, um, I guess I'll get into a little bit. I don't I don't like talking about politics, but don't lie, yes you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I I hate it, but I do talk about it. But um in a way, I mean this country is so divided, right? But in a way, I think almost everybody is uniting around the Lord, common good. I hope so. We need it. You know, I think a lot of people are are uniting and stepping up and and condemning russia um for what they're doing uh some people support it but you know it's bad when even like half more probably more than half of russia is like we well, hate everything about this like hunter says it's bad when the taliban even come out and say this, this is this needs to stop well i mean it's it's literally affecting all of russia very poorly which i mean i'm not i'm not saying it shouldn't but like the people that don't want it you know, all nobody's playing any of Russia's sports teams. Um, you know, uh, I think Kroger is taking all Russian-made products off their shelves. Just stuff like that. Like certain people that had nothing to do with it that don't want it at all are being negatively, uh, which everybody's kind of being negatively affected by it right yeah. now. But like, you get what I mean. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everybody is going to be impacted by this um, conflict, and and I feel bad for everybody who's impacted. I mean, gas is four dollars a gallon in Newcastle right now, so time to buy me a horse. Yeah, whose horses? But uh, I hope that there is a peaceful ending soon, um, so that we can kind of get back to a a, a normal. And well, where gas pa- isn't four dollars a gallon. On a positive note, the pandemic's over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we wanted to mention that because uh, that's cool to see uh, NASCAR involvement in that as well. Not NASCAR directly, but team owners. Um. All right. Opening day at Mount Lawn is coming up. We we did mention that. You said May fifteenth. I'm pretty sure it's May fifteenth. Yes. Um. My car is almost ready um just getting you know some final touches on it um i will have to say i'm not i love the car i love the 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 designs we did 
every year I repaint this car or whatever, there's always something about it I don't like. And I think right now it's just the numbers look like absolute ass. So I have to think of something else. But my car's pretty much done. Um, it might be nice. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Given that, well, I don't want to get too excited because last the the two races last season, it was a doubleheader weekend. Um, the first day, uh, my car caught fire. The second day, and we had a scramble to get a new um, starter, yes. alternator, whatever it was. It was a starter. And because uh, it had blew up, basically. Barely made the race the next day, and then the car... Um, it looked like it was vaping. It, yeah. It was, it was like... Clouds. <laughs> yeah, the whole track was in a... In a in a smoke cloud. And I heard some <laughs> I heard some lady say, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to get paid. I have to start this race to get paid, bitch. I'm gonna get paid. Um I still think I finished pretty decent, so whatever. Um so given that this car holds up uh from the repairs that we've done, um my car is is race ready. Um Obviously, you still have some work to do, but I, <laughs> I have a lot to do. It seems like a lot, but I feel like, you know, if if um, you and whoever else, you know, I gets think, to work pretty soon, I think you'll make it. Granted, you might not want to race the first race anyway because well, of. I think what I need to do is I need to talk to your dad and see what all he has left to do. Because if we can work something out where I help him finish his relatively soon, because mm-hmm. he raced last year, so obviously his is pretty much. I think he just needs an. Uh, he needs to get those holes filled in the door. But other than that, I'm pretty sure that's it. So then, you know, if I help him get his ready, the more hands I have on mine. Granted, if I have all the stuff to do it, like so, basically, I need to get someone over here to get the doors welded on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brett can weld, but his schedule sucks. So I got to find someone to do that. Once the doors are welded on, I have to finish painting it. Then I have to put decals on it. Uh, what else? I got some fuses I still need to take out. I gotta, I gotta get my alternator fixed. The engine's making a weird noise. I don't know exactly what that is yet. Hopefully that's not too big of an issue. I gotta get the exhaust put on, which I'm probably just gonna buy the stuff to do it and do it like your dad did it because I really don't want to have to load it up and take it somewhere to get it done because when I don't have the trailer, it'd be your guys' stuff, just like we had to do to get it to Muncie, and we all know how that worked. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that team mentioned it. <laughs> um, that was a shit show. Man, I gotta get my seat ordered. I still have to get all my race stuff ordered. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot for one person. Yeah, and that's if I don't have any issues with anything, like the engine. Like if if I get someone over here and they're like, "Yeah, it's done." Well, I'm not gonna be racing for a while because I have to find a whole new engine. And get it put in. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, it, I mean, hopefully that's not the My case. My initial but. thought is that it's a timing chain. And if it's a timing chain, I if I have to pull it to fix it, I so what? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, that's a big so what. I mean. No, <clears throat> I mean, not really. I mean, I know people that can get an engine in and out in a day. Like, yeah. Easy. But it's just hoping that whatever I have to fix isn't anything super major. And I also need to check because my, I want to say it's my injectors. 
I don't know if they're stock. And if they're not stock. They're not legal. They're not legal. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I'm going to be running in 80th place, according to <laughs> So it's not going to matter, but. Yeah. I think you're, you'll be cutting it close for sure, but I think. Like it, I said, if, if I don't make the first race, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. Um. So I think they said eight races this season at Mount One. It's eight. Well, for us, it's nine. Technically, because if you count the double, the double header yeah. for the Harvest Bash, we race Saturday and Sunday. So we technically have nine races. Gotcha. And uh, I got home at like 1230 at night and my dad up because <clears throat> I bought some stuff from work and I wanted to tell him about it. But he told me about all this stuff. My The thing I'm most excited for is that they are introducing a point system this season which is something that drivers wanted to have last season. And uh, they were pretty much, they shot that idea down. But when I first started racing, they did have a point point system. Um, so I'm very excited for that. I, I, um, no secret that I don't, I, I don't have the fastest car out there, but typically um, I finished um, 12th or higher. So I'm confident that if that's the case this season, just show up and finish races you'll show up and finish i i should be i won't win the championship per se but um finishing high is a goal of mine now so i'm excited for that i also think we've talked a lot about your car i think there's definitely plans in the future it's just getting there and the money yeah money's (laughs) money's a big issue i think that's kind of where i'm at too like getting what i need now is fine but mm-hmm. if I have to go buy a new motor, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good leeway into what I wanted to mention next. Um, you know, you said I had a lot of uh, goals for my car. Kyle Frame, if you're listening, uh, hell of a guy. Inspiration. Inspiration. I saw, uh, if you don't know, Kyle Frame runs uh, Vors Compacts, and he bought a car, the same one that I run. It's a Honda Civic Coupe. And uh, he tore that motherfucker down to the freaking base, dude. I mean, just, it was naked, just frame. Yeah. And, you know, he's building it up. And, and you can follow his uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. Uh, he's posting and, all of his updates. He's yeah. literally posted the whole process on there. Yeah. I, I mean. On Twitter, it's actually a whole thread of just picture updates and all yeah. sorts of stuff. It's super neat. Yeah, and I saw it was a picture of of the car on a trailer, and he had just got this nice cage put in it. And I I screenshotted it and I texted it. He to, put his own cage in, didn't he? I'm because I think he I, had it on a trailer to go get powder coated. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's what he had just got coming back from. And I texted my parents, and then I snapped it to you guys, and I was like, I want to do this with my car because um, I run. The stock compacts, but pro compacts, um, their rules are more lenient in that you can make there's more, there's performance more, changes. There's more uh, setup, sorry, less setup rule, like strict rules. Like you, right. you can do a lot more for a Vors car than you can for a stock compact for obvious reasons. Right. Stock is supposed to be a beginner's class where some of these guys throw insane amounts of money at these Vors compact touring series cars yeah and it shows i mean they're i think you know a lot of people talk i think a lot of people tend to talk down on them because they're just oh they're just compacts you know they sound like little ricers and 
I'm like, dude, they put on some of the best racing I've ever seen. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you hate them. Give them a try because they are a blast to watch. Exactly. And anytime I see somebody on Twitter bitching about them, you know, some guy who's running a hella expensive super late model, dirt or asphalt, bitching about, you know, the lower classes. I'm like, they're the reason why you have a purse, my guy. Sometimes. I mean, a lot of people go out there to watch those because, I mean, like Mount Lawn last year, I would say some of the best racing was the compacts uh, and then obviously Crown Vicks because they're out there beating each other up because they don't care. I mean, granted, there's no such thing as cheap racing. Yeah. Everything's expensive, but comparing it to, you know, having a Crown Vic or a stock compact to a modified, it's cheap. (laughs) Yeah. So you can get out here and kind of rough these things up and, you know, it's whatever. It's not like you got to. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because some of these guys show up with cars and you're like, did you just like pull that car out of the junkyard and paint it and call it a rate? Like it literally looked like it's been rolled 80 times and tossed down a hill and <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, like there was that one Crown Vic last year. The I think it was, it was the pink one. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. I, it, it was definitely a uh, questionable but um, anyway, I wanted to shout out Kyle because I, I think it's cool that he's giving people a behind the scenes look, if you will, um, of the process of getting one of these cars built. I mean, I'll, like you said, these people who own and drive these cars put in a shit ton of money. And and I mean, you have to. It's it, at, at that point, it's, you know, racing isn't just like what we do. We go out there and, and bullshit around. I mean, these people are, are racing for money, trophies championships i think another thing is um at least from what i've noticed he's done pretty much all of it himself yeah i'm not saying he hasn't had help but it's not it's not like he's just like hey i'll pay you to do this like yeah there's pictures of him inside like in some weird positions trying to weld the cage in like really the only time i think i've really noticed that someone else has done something for him is the powder coating yeah duh I Not think everybody can just powder coat. <laughs> I th- I I want to say I know it's him, and I believe his dad's been helping him out a lot. And then there might be a few other people that come and go uh, that help him. But um, it's just amazing to see a car go from what it was to to where to where to he has it now. And uh, I'm definitely excited to see that car get on the track. Um, so he'll be having two cars run this year. He'll have is he the, running? Is he having someone run the other one? Yeah. Okay. Which I'm like, if if he can't make it a weekend, I mean, hit me up. I can't promise anything, but I've been told that I'm a decent driver. So if you need a replacement, buddy, I'm right here. I'll pay you to fucking drive it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I'm Um, excited to see. I know for a fact I'm gonna we're gonna see him run at uh, IRP. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for that weekend. I am too. Um, You gotta watch Arca trucks then we have super late models street stocks i think and the vores compact touring series on friday and saturday yeah the two days of racing and then i worked that week and the next week i'm going to florida <laughs> yeah i'm definitely excited um i've never been to irp i wanted to go not last year but the year before because they did fall bra out there and they were going to let the stock compacts go um and my parents told me no because the car, I mean, it was the Ford Focus. I, I, 
I guess I'm glad I didn't go because I might have not have walked away if I got into a yeah, scary yeah. situation. That but car was a death trap. But uh, definitely excited to to watch the NASCAR trucks. So that's my first NASCAR race I'm going to. I think that's my first NASCAR race as well. Yeah. NASCAR series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously getting to watch ARCA. This will be my second or third ARCA race. Technically, it's our first, like, ARCA, actual ARCA race. Like, we went to the ARCA race at winchester yeah but it was like the arca east right okay so So this is the this is like the big arca series like the the main arca series more than 15 cars and five that are competitive eh? yes okay yeah so i'm excited and then uh i guess we're gonna buy tickets for saturday's show so uh definitely excited to see kyle frame out in that new car Um, and then vors runs at anderson sometime i believe yeah i imagine he'll be there for that Maybe I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I know he's ran there before, and I'm pretty sure he's won. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he has at Anderson. So I'm sure we'll see him a lot this year. Uh, obviously, um, we're jumping on board with him this year, so we'll be following along. Um, I'm already ready for Winchester, bro. I am so excited. Oh, speaking of, yes, I might have a camper for us this year. No shit. Yes. Who? So all right. I said, I well, it's it's Shalina's mom's, mm-hmm. and her mom said we could use it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, I don't have a problem sleeping in a tent unless it's going to be exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, here's two, here's an issue. I said, I want to sleep in a camper if the weather's going to be like it was last year. However, I do not want to pull a camper back there if the weather's going to be like it was last year. I was like, because we will one hundred percent get stuck. Yeah. Yeah, um, the good thing is I have those spots for for this year as long as I pay for them. I I, I, I get first dibs, but I think it's going to be hard to kind of determine what the weather is going to be like when that time comes around. It's going to be like a last minute, hey, we need to use the camper. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping the weather is better this year. If it's like last year, I will not I will not camp. I will. That was a, if it was like what it was last year, absolutely fucking not. Yes. That was the, horrible it would have been fine if we would have got set up before the before it rained in the tent <laughs> <laughs> i guess that was the downfall like the moment we got there and i was like okay it stopped raining i'm gonna unroll the tent and i i'm <laughs> not even joking i get the tent rolled out and it just starts pouring rain well what i remember was we got stuck. We got stuck. So we pulled in, and it was bad. I was like, there is no way in hell we're getting to this. And then it, like, we got camp spots at the end of the row. And so I had made the mistake of turning right because I thought those were our spots. And, in fact, they were, like, the next row over, <laughs> and we got stuck. So then I, I said, I said, Dakota, <laughs> don't stop. And he stopped. So I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got this. Reverse, not going anywhere. Forward, we're always not going anywhere. So Jared gets out of the car, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because, like, these people were just staring at us. This old man, I mean, was just, <laughs> he's having a hell of a time just watching us. And we finally get unstuck. There's mud all over the inside of the car now. Yeah, because the windows were down, and I didn't think about it. <laughs> and then we got stuck getting, I mean, we got to our camp spot, campsite. I was stuck again. I was like, but it's staying here for the weekend. And it was sunny. We could see the rain moving in. I was like, I think it was like, hey, I think we get this up if we hurry. 
It didn't melt. It. it was really cold too. Yeah, and it started sprinkling, and I was like, I think we could still manage to get this up. And then it just downpours, and I was like, fuck. And we're standing out in the rain for like five minutes before we decided to get in the car and waited out. Sucked, but I was pretty pleased with the setup that we had. It was pretty nice. It, obviously. It was very muddy and messy, so had that not been a factor, it would have been even better. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty nice, not going to lie. Yeah. And we took a we took a grill hoping we could, like, grill out. We used it one night when it was negative 30 degrees. and Had it not been muddy the night we got there, we would have used it. But you and I did not feel like doing anything after it was stomping awful. around. And <laughs> we had, like, trench foot and everything else. <laughs> it was so muddy back there. It was bad. And then we go to bed, and I'm. It's like thirty degrees outside. I'm sleeping in shorts, and like I have a sweatshirt on, and I'm in my sleeping bag. And I wake up. I was like, I'm hot, so I unzip my sleeping bag and like I fold it like it's laying out like a blanket, and it starts raining again. Mm-hmm. Which we have a tarp over the top of the tent, so it's not raining directly on me. But somehow, somewhere, there was water getting in the tarp, and it was running down, <laughs> and then like right over me is where it stopped, and it would drip right on me. So I woke up and I was soaked. All my stuff was soaked, and I was like, I already didn't feel good. Like I was already sick before I even left. Like thinking, looking back on it, I feel like I might have had COVID. But I don't know for sure because I, never, I yeah. never. But Dakota didn't never got sick, and he was with mm-hmm. me the whole weekend. But anyway, so I was like, whatever. I I threw my hood up, threw the blanket over my head, and just went <laughs> back to sleep. That's not the experience I had. So <laughs> I slept in like one of the ends of the tent. <clears throat> I woke up, and my blankets were soaked because like water had somehow got in. Cause like my bed was huge, my mattress. So it was like this whole side was wet. And then I had water dripping on my face. That's, <laughs> that's the look I had. It wasn't like dripping anywhere else, right on my face. And that's how I woke up. And then I was cold. I had like a sweatshirt. I had pants on. I was like layered in blankets and you guys can't see this, but I was like this. <laughs> I was so, I was shivering, but I was so cold and I was like, what the hell? And then like, I would go back to sleep and wake up and be really hot. So I don't know. It sucked, but after that first night, it was okay. I mean, it was still cold and muddy, but like at least it wasn't raining anymore. The racing was good. Racing was really good. campground, not so much. Yeah, but all right. Um, what else we got? Just the closing goals for the show. Um, my goals for the show um, going forward, obviously, is something that I've been talking about for a while is trying to get um, something set up to where we can uh, film our episodes to put on YouTube so that they can actually see us talking and, and feel more um, involved involved instead of watching uh, the logo for however long the episodes are. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I'm working on now is trying to get a list of people that we'd want on the show, a list of people that other people who watch us would want on the show um, I mean, I think we have a few people given as long as they can find the time, but, um, try to get that figured out. Um, I, th- I would say those are my two big goals for the show, uh, in moving forward. 
Absolutely. Um, I think, one, I'm excited to get back into it. I know we've kind of been a little lackluster about it, but we're getting back into the swing of race season. We're getting out and working on our cars. We have racing going on all the time. So we have a lot a lot more to talk about. We will have a lot more to talk about as the season progresses. And, you know, especially with, like, NASCAR, as things get figured out, we're going to try and keep up with a lot more short track racing is like stuff outside of our local tracks uh keeping up with like the big super late model races kind of follow along a lot more closely with the Vores series and just a little bit of everything um uh, we're gonna try and get some dirt news stuff like that which dirt's not mine or dakota's background so well when you mentioned that real quick i was like hmm i think we know a guy we do know a guy just a matter of if he's uh yes able to but yeah so uh i i'm excited to be back one i'm excited to be back in the studio because last episode i had to do it for my house and the audio was <laughs> chef's kiss not really but some of our best work some of our best work. and it took like a half an hour to figure out how to do it because <laughs> everything was going wrong um yeah i mean you know we we knew that this was going to be an issue during off season about you know having limited amount to talk about um and then obviously shit happens and and it prevents us from being able to get behind the mics and talk about about racing and everything but and we're still learning i mean we're pretty new to this um but i'm hopeful that once we get back into it and and things start to pick up and and we learn more uh i think i think we'll be all right i agree um I don't have anything else. Do you? I don't think so. All right, everyone. That wraps up this episode. Uh, I believe the plan is to be back again next week with whatever news we can gather between now and then. Uh, We want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight or whenever you're listening. And uh, we hope to see you back next week.